Welcome back in to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We are live from the Lee Company studio and glad to have you with us here on Reaction Monday as we get all the reactions from the weekend of sports. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. If you ha- are not following us on Twitter, at MS underscore sports today, at Mo Patton underscore sports, and at Chris Yao 14, at JPPSEC. I love how that rhymes. It works out really well. I'm sure he intended it that way. Got a lot to get to here as the region tournaments start to take shape in high school hoops action. I don't think it's quite set in Sumner County yet, which means... Let's find out what it's looking like up there. And to do that, we have on the line with us here, Main Street Preps, Zach Womble. Zach, what's going on, man? Fellas, how are you doing today? I'm doing good up here, all the way all the way up here in Hendersonville. It's uh, Clouds are starting to roll in, but it's been a pretty nice day. It's been a pretty relaxed day. Just uh, getting ready for tonight's uh, Constellation of Finals. Uh, for District 9-4A that's going to be played at Station Camp High School. Hope hope you boys are doing well. Yeah, I'm doing just fine. Lucky you, you get to, you get the region tournament in your backyard. So that's cool. It is. Yep, that's right. Yeah, it's going to be uh, the semifinals and finals are going to be at Hendersonville High School after the TWSAA uh, informed that informed Station Camp that their that their gym was just not big enough to host a region tournament with these new classifications. Uh, I think they I think they missed uh, the capacity by just just north of a hundred people. But yeah, they were supposed to host both the district and the region tournament. Instead, they're just they're getting just the district tournament, the district ten four A tournament. That is, of course, as you know, quarterfinal games in the region are, are played at the higher seed. And then, like I said earlier, the semifinals and finals action will move over to Hendersonville High School. So don't have to drive too far to uh, to see some, see some region finals basketball. It's always good. We're really interested in this particular region because it is the cross region for substate for the folks down here in Williamson County and in southern middle Tennessee. Obviously, Columbia is in the cross region there. So, obviously, we all know about Beach. They're undefeated. They are in the championship game. It's uh, This Bucks team is as good as anybody in the state they're number one have been all year what's the other team to look for uh in the in the district tonight the championship game and in that region the cross region with the, i know lebanon's in there yeah absolutely look you know we can start we can start off with the boys since, since you mentioned them um as you just mentioned you know beach is undefeated 30 and 0 they're playing as good a basketball as anyone in the state. Uh, I see the number one ranking, and obviously you would agree with it. Uh, does that make them the best team in the state or the team that's probably going to cut down the net? You know, I don't know. That's, that's still to be determined. I think you got a guy in Brandon Miller who plays for Kane Ridge that, that will probably have something to say before it's all said and done. But, you know, outside of, outside of Beach, I really like this Gallatin basketball team. You know, prior to Christmas break, uh, they couldn't hit the broad time of Barnes. 
their offense's future. They, they couldn't figure it out on that end of the floor. But the one thing that they always had going for them was their defensive intensity. And if you've ever covered Bobby Luna or no Bobby Luna, the Gallatin boys basketball coach, you will know that's exactly what he does. I mean, you don't get to 550 career-plus victories on accident being bad at your job. So he, he has got this team uh, always playing at a high level on the defensive end of the floor. But what has happened since um, since the turn of the new year is just a rejuvenation on the offensive end. They, they decided to move A.J. Davis to the bench, come off, be their sixth man, and that's really catapulted their offense. They've, they've really picked it up and, and found a new gear on that end of the floor since January started, and so they're going to play beat tonight or excuse me, Tuesday night in the district championship after playing them twice during the regular season. The first time at Beach they lost by twenty, and then the second time they lost a heartbreak for double overtime uh, to the Bucks. But you know what? They have all the confidence in the world going into tomorrow night's game, and they should have confidence. I mean, Cade Martin just hit a thousand points for his career um, on Saturday, and so he's playing really, really well as a senior guard. Um, Cannon Hell can get hot. He's a streaky shooter. And so when he's hitting, he's, he's hitting and, and adds that uh, extra piece to their offense, that, that long-range ball. So I would say definitely Beach and Gallatin are two teams uh, to look out for if, if either of them make the sub-state. And then conversely in the region, I think you have to look at Lebanon, right? Led by Jared Hall, a guy that you know his talents are coveted, talents are coveted by. I mean, you pick a school, throw a dart at the map, and I guarantee you that school is wants Jared Hall a part of their team. So I think you can't overlook the Blue Devils at all. And so, you know, those are probably the three teams on the boys' side that I would really look at if you're if you're your district or your region and you're just trying to map out who could be a threat uh, in that sub-state round. And on the girls' side, I really think it lies in District 9-3A this year. Listen, I know Beach is undefeated in league play. They were 10-0 during the regular season. They've got a girl by the name of Bree Ellis. They can go out and get you 30. She's done so time and time again. She's been my player of the week several times this year, and she's just a really good basketball player. Um, but I think the two best teams, honestly, coming out of that region are going to be Cookville and Lebanon. Obviously, I've only seen Cookville once this year when they came to station camp. I've only seen Lebanon once this year as well. Uh, of course, led by Corey Bear, but um, know a little bit about them. Cookville, they are just very – what's the word? They're, they're just – they're honed in on what they do. They know what they do well, and they stick to it. If they've got to run a five-minute offense to get the, get a bucket that they need or want, that's exactly what they're going to do. So they're very disciplined, and um, they just play good defense and, and are good on that end of the floor. And then Lebanon, listen, they have championship pedigree, right? This is a team that's coming off of a Class 3A state championship last year where they lost to Blackman, but still they return a lot of players from that team. So I think just having that experience, having that pedigree will go a long way. So – if you're looking at two teams to come out of that, the girls' side, I would say probably Coastal and Lebanon. And, and the third team, if I had to throw any out there, would, would certainly be Beach. Makes sense. I mean, this is a, this, this region is going to run through Cookville. I mean, there's, they're undefeated. They're just like the Beach Boys, right? I mean, you've got two teams who are the boys' side, you've got Beach, the girls' side, you've got Cookville, and they're the team that everybody's gunning for. What does that? What kind of a difference does that make in postseason play? Because now you can you can afford to lose one more time tonight, and then one more time in the region finals, and that's it. Correct. Yeah. So um, I asked. So I asked Kit Brown about that. You know, I just kind of before the district tournament started, I just wanted to know where their head was at. You know, they were twenty nine and zero going into Saturday's semifinal game, and I just said, Kip, you know, just 
talk me through your mindset. What's 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 the team thinking? Like, well, what's your thought process right now? He said, Zach, listen, we have four must-win games remaining on our schedule. Those, of course, being the region quarterfinals, the region finals, the region finals, or excuse me, the quarterfinals, the semifinals, the finals, and, of course, the sub-state round. And that's kind of how they're viewing their season at this point. Obviously, I haven't been able to talk to Cookville, but I would think their motto and their mindset is kind of the same. Like, our season comes down to these four games. We can lose this district championship, and in theory, you can you can lose your region final game, but you want to win that game because you want to host the substate, right? You want to be at home. You want to be in the comfort of your own gym and, you know, not leaving school at 1.30 in the afternoon or, or whatever it may be to get to your opponent's destination. And so, you know, I thought it was I thought it was key for him to say that that, what, that is a must-win game for them. And so it really comes down to these this, this next week in the region tournament. Their season, they're 30-0. And, you know, I've got a story that I'm working on this week for Main Street Preps just highlighting the best teams in Sumner County history. And, I, and I've just been looking at that 30-win mark as kind of the barrier. Um, there's only been one team in Sumner County basketball history to ever finish a season undefeated, and that was in 1987 when the Gallatin girls cut down the nets after a 34-0 season. Obviously, if Beach gets to a state tournament or wins a state tournament, they will have played more games. But nevertheless, it's not like undefeated seasons. You just you find them anywhere. They're very rare. And so I thought it was I thought it was important for him just to just to highlight that exact fact that like hey yes we do have four remaining must win games and this is a team that has a ton of confidence in itself they feel no pressure they know what they're capable of talking about the Beach Boys of course um, they know what their expectations are nothing that I say or the outsiders say or anyone else says is going to surprise them because they they have the pressure from within themselves simply because they know exactly what they can accomplish. They know how good they are. And listen, the addition of Eli Rice and, and, and Tyler Moore from Station Camp has obviously been incredible for them. I think this still would have been a very good basketball team without them. I mean, they were coming off a sub-state appearance last season where they lost to Cane Ridge, and they were returning mostly everybody. But they were going to be looking for a point guard and a shooting guard. And perfectly enough, Tyler Moore and Eli Rice fit exactly what they needed and and it's just been a smooth transition. And, and, and I asked them, I said, guys, what has been the secret to your success knowing that there is only one basketball? Because people on the outside, like me, like who's going to take that critical, important shot when the game's on the line and the clock's ticking down? There's only one ball. The thing is, guys, these, these kids have been playing. I mean, you know what it's like. Kids play AAU ball. They know each other. They see each other outside of the season. And these guys have been playing AAU ball since they were in elementary school. So, it's not like it was this hard transition for them. In fact, it was very seamless. And so I think you're kind of seeing that now. And, and I'm excited to see just how they play over the next week, week and a half, and see if they can really win those four must-win games. Speaking with um, Zach Womble here on Main Street Preps today. I'm sorry, Main Street Sports today. Um, today. There we go. There it is. It's Dude, right I'm there. failing you. It's right over <laughs> it my shoulder. It is Monday. You know, here's the thing. When Zach brought up that 1987 Gallatin girls team, it just kind of threw me off a little bit because I had to get in the Wayback Machine just a second. But um, Debbie Scott, Amy Lanham, Renee, I'm sorry, Amy Lanham and Renee Adams were pretty much the core of that team. I saw that team play. Um, Amy Lanham went on and played down at Alabama. Renee Adams went to Tennessee Tech. And Debbie Scott started at UT before finishing up at Western Kentucky. That was a whale of a girls' basketball team. And in Sumner County, boys or girls, if you're being compared to that team, you got some stuff going on. 
And so um, it'll be interesting to see just how far this beach team can go, Zach. But, but um, again, that's some pretty high cotton for them to be compared with right there. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, this, that's a, that was a very good basketball team. That was obviously before I was around here in Sumner County. But, uh, you know, when that, that they are the bar. Um, you know, the best the best boys team since then was probably that 2016 team from station camp that finished 36-2 and and then went on to the state Final Four uh, before obviously, you know, ending their season. But, you know, I think everyone has kind of looks to that 1987 Gallatin girls basketball team for all that you just mentioned. I mean, your three core players went on to play high-level basketball. And so you're right. When, when you're comparing a team or anything to that, it's, it's high praise. And so, um, like I said, they know it. They know what's at, at stake. You can't surprise them with anything. You know, I talk to all the guys after games and, and coaches, and, and none of that none of that surprises them. You know, they're, they're chasing a beach record. Currently, 33 straight wins is the most uh, that Beach has ever won in a season. That dates all the way back to 1992, I believe which Kip Brown, the current head coach, was on that team. And I think they went to the state tournament, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, they, they want to at least win three more games to match that. And so it goes back to their four must-win games. If they can win the four must-win games, they set a record, get into the state tournament. And then, as you know, if you can just get into the dance, if you could just get to that glass house, give yourself a chance, you never know what's going to happen with a blind draw or, or what. So, um, you know, I'm excited to see how it plays out, how it shakes out for them. But listen – um, as I was telling somebody else earlier, do not be surprised if Gallatin really makes a run at it, guys, because I'm telling you, when you got a team that plays defense the way that they do, I mean, listen, this, this is a team that stopped Asa Hardyway in the semifinal action. Uh, it's only 17 points. And you're like, well, 17, that's, that's a good mark, right? Well, here's the thing, guys. He scored their first 10 points. So for mm. the next 25 minutes of the game, he only scored seven. This is a team that locks down on the defensive end. And so when you can do that, defense, as you know, travel. Um, I think they will have to travel. You know, I would expect them to lose the district championship. I would also expect them, if they got to a regional final, uh, to lose that as well to Beach, meaning they would have to go on the road to Substate. But, again, defense travels. And if they can just start making baskets, um, that's, a, that's a scary team. And, you know, I, I, I stopped doubting a Bobby Luna team back in 2019 when they hosted a Will Pruitt-led Mount Juliet team a Mount Juliet team that was probably one of the best teams in the state and that should have been in the state tournament. But instead, they lost a region semifinal at Gallatin because Bobby Luna decided to lock, team decided to lock down, play great defense, hold the basketball until they got their final shot or get a good shot at the rim and, and ended up upsetting them. And, you know, I remember asking Bobby, like, you know, Bobby, what's up? You know, you were holding the ball. Because like, I'm a proponent of a shot clock in high school basketball. I'll just tell you that right now. I'm not a fan of teams holding the ball the last minute of a half for, for a final shot. I mean, just, that's just not basketball, in my opinion. But, you know, in that game in particular, he was just like, listen, guys, this is the number one ranked defense in the state. It's not like we were holding the ball. We just couldn't get a good shot off. So, you know, I, I stopped doubting Bobby Luna and his teams uh, back in 2019. And, and like I was telling a coworker of mine earlier, it would not surprise me in the least bit if you saw Gallatin in the substate giving themselves a chance to get to the state tournament as well. Zach Womble, Main Street Preps, Full Court Press Podcast. You can uh, – when does that air live, JP? Do we know? I'm sure. Yeah, it's, uh, it is Thursdays yeah, at noon. 
Thursdays at noon. Thursdays at noon. You can watch it live or you can find it on your your podcast distribution platform of choice. Just search Full Court Press, uh, Zach Womble. Zach Womble MSP on Twitter. Go follow him. Check it out. Zach, thanks so much, man. We appreciate it. Hey, Chris, one last thing before I let you go. Yep. The reason why it was classified as a game winner is because in yeah. theory, it ended the game. <laughs> you boys have a good one. I appreciate the time. You guys do an incredible job with Main Street Sports today. Thanks so much for the time. When we can remember the names. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it helps. We'll be back. Uh, we'll continue talking hoops on the other side of the break. Stick around. Stick around.